back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. Right now, we're working our way through the book of Jonah. We're coming to the end. We're up to chapter 4 now of this incredible book. And we're dealing with the part where God and Jonah are talking through Jonah's anger over what God has done. And there's a lot that we can learn here, a lot for us to wrestle with and think about in this section. So let me pray for us, and then I'm going to read verses one, uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. We looked at 1 through 2 on Tuesday. We're going to look at 3 and 4 today, but I want us to read all of this together to get it in our head. Father, I thank you for your word, and I pray that you would help me even now to speak according to your spirit, to speak faithfully your truth, that we might all be challenged by your word, that we might all be strengthened by your word, that we might more and more learn to rest in the finished work of Christ and be satisfied with your will. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Jonah chapter 4 verses 1 through 4 says this, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? This is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Well, yesterday, or no, not yesterday, on Tuesday, we looked at the first couple verses of that section that we just read and talked about how we see there that Jonah's issue, his real problem, was with the very nature of God. He, he didn't want God to be merciful to the Ninevites. He didn't want God to be how he was towards these people that Jonah hated. And he couldn't stomach the idea that God would be gracious, that he would be merciful, that he would show his chesed, his steadfast love to people as vile as the Ninevites. It was just out of the question for him. So now he makes this plea, Therefore, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. That, that was how frustrated and how angry and undone Jonah was by God simply being who he was. The, the same God that he had been to Jonah when he was that way to other people, specifically to people that Jonah considered vile and despicable, Jonah couldn't take it. And his thought is, it's better for me to die. In a very real way, Jonah doesn't get the point. But but I think also, before we just beat up on Jonah and, and you know, throw him overboard, I, I think there's some sympathy that we need to recognize that we have for Jonah. I think we need to recognize, like we did back at the beginning, that, that Jonah is to us, if we're honest about our sinful attitude toward others, Jonah actually becomes a very sympathetic character that there are some that we just can't imagine why God would have bothered with them. Why would he have shown grace? How 
could he show grace to someone so vile? Douglas Stewart, in his commentary on Jonah, Jonah writes this, Jonah's request to die was the despondent plea of one who has seen things important to him go in just the opposite direction from what he hoped. He had lost his purpose for living, which was so wrapped up in the expectation of the defeat of his nation's enemies. When we read Doug Stewart's commentary on that, all of a sudden, and we think about our recent situations, recent happenings in our culture, and we see that God's plan played out maybe not like how we wanted it to. Maybe for some of us it was how we wanted it to, but for a lot of people it wasn't. And we see this despondency because things didn't go the way we thought they should. They didn't go the way we wanted them to. And, and some have had an incredibly difficult time reconciling God's sovereignty with how things have turned out politically. Some have had a very difficult time with how things turned out in light of the election. Some with how things turned out in light of the impeachment. But if we go back four years, the parties are different. So it's not just one side that has this struggle. We, we tend to be like Jonah in this way. We have a way that we want God to act. We have an idea in our own mind of what is right, of what is just, of, of what God needs to do, of how he needs to avenge some particular situation or how he needs to act in some particular situation. And then lo and behold, that's not what he does. He does something different. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves so much like Jonah, just undone by God's will. Now, Jonah kind of takes it to a new level because he is undone by God's will in showing grace to sinners. But it's really the same issue. Anytime we see God's will play out, and we just can't stomach it, and we just can't handle it, we're really putting ourselves in the same position that Jonah did, demanding that God got it wrong, demanding that his will isn't okay. That's where Jonah was. And so God responds to him with a question. The Lord said, verse 4, do you do well to be angry? I think that's an important question for us to think about in our own lives when we see things happen that didn't happen according to what we thought God's will was, and all we can do is freak out and be despondent like Jonah and, and rail against whatever happened, which, because it happened, we can say it was God's will because he has foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. I think there's a time where we need to ask ourselves, do we do well to be angry? I think we need to hear God's question to Jonah as a question for us. Do we do well to be angry? Are we really in the place of, of telling God that he got it wrong? That, that his will and, and how he is working in and, and through the, the, the mechanisms of his world are not acceptable to us? Now, I understand there's 
all kinds of views on politics. I get that. But at some point, we have to recognize God is the sovereign. He is the one who is working out his will perfectly. And we are the creatures. We talked about this yesterday on Westminster Wednesday in, in looking at the decrees of God in Westminster Confession chapter 3.4 and, and, and how God's decree, and there we were talking about particularly his foreordination of, of, of people to salvation, but it's unchangeable. That can be applied across the board. God's will isn't thwarted by human activity. And so when we rail against what's going on, we're railing against God. And we need to keep that in mind. That doesn't mean that we give wholehearted support to godless things. Not at all. But we need to bear in mind that God is still sovereign. And sometimes our anger, if we're honest, is more along the lines of what Doug Stewart described and less along the lines of righteous anger. Sometimes our anger is because things important to us go in the opposite direction from what we had hoped. And we've so hung our life on things happening a certain way that like Jonah, as Doug Stewart continues, he lost his purpose for living, which was so wrapped up in the expectation of the defeat of his nation's enemies. Sometimes we define who our enemies are, and when they're not defeated, we're undone. Because like Jonah, our hope wasn't actually in God, but in the destruction of our enemies. And that's a problem. And that's where we find Jonah to be more sympathetic of a character than maybe what we want to admit. We can trust God to work out his will, and we can trust that it is a good and pleasing and perfect will. And we need to keep that in mind. God's plans aren't thwarted. His character isn't undone when things don't go the way we hoped they would. And we can still trust him and need not go the route of Jonah, but rather learn to look to God and say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.